Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Please visit audiblepodcast.com slash for your free audiobook download. It's the 1st of May 2013 is hilarious. I'm fine with that if you want to do it. It's the 1st of May 2013. <laughs> the first day of May 2013. And this you is are, You are going to be that <laughs> shitty dad. I mean, it'll be a good I'm going to be a loving good dad. The thing is, it's going to go Little from looking at your friends like knowing you've made something lame to like the lean back in the chair satisfied <laughs> yep, smirk. I'm just exactly. like, yeah. dad said a clever thing. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. No love for dad? <laughs> 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 Whatever. I pay for them and turn up the TV, and that's like pay for yeah. them to be alive. You're already getting into the spirit. <laughs> you would say that to yourself. That's because I'm room. moving in with my wife tomorrow. Wait, really? Tomorrow? She's moving home. Oh, tomorrow. Well, I'm not well, moving awesome. out tomorrow, but she's no, 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 she's no. coming back to San Francisco for permanent. I'm not moving out, but she's moving in. Know what I mean? Sorry, like, no. right, I just I don't know. I'm not leaving that apartment yet. <laughs> You fucking weirdo. <laughs> the f- first day of May, 2013. Games, video 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 games. It's the first day of May 2013. And it's May 1st, 2013. This is Idle Thumbs 104, and I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. I'm Sean Vanneman. And I'm Nick Bregan. You almost got it in there. I did. It's all right, man. This is going to be one of the warm Brooker weeks. So, Nick, you're high energy today. I'm feeling great. It's pretty good. Is it because we've been. I was just going to seg. I'm gonna lie. It was gonna be really unnatural. There's nothing so, even yeah, to say from. Are we just say. go ahead? Are we gonna go right You're out just of the, intro, the aftermath? Of the aftermath of, of, oh, of Triton? What the aftermath is just our podcast? Yeah, <laughs> the podcast is just an aftermath <laughs> of our disastrous introduction. Going to that afterthought. Yeah, I do uh, with three other guys. I do this weekly uh, introduction where we all say who we are, and then it kind of just evolves into talking about video games. It's pretty stupid. Yeah. yeah. So what? <laughs> I'm so. The thing oh, is, so you I'm guys. So I, mean, I feel I need right to now. So this I is need, like the moment of tension. Is you this, guys decide how to well, address Neptune's pride and the calamities really, that have befallen there, it's you? It's been a week of of kind of denouement here, and I don't. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't. Uh, I don't feel as fired up about it as I was. At the time. What happened? Oh, I know what happened. No, I mean, so <laughs> you know what actually so what happened. Nick Nick sort of told me some oh, stuff okay. but I told well, him I guess to save should, it for the should, cast. Yeah, we should explain. I know okay. nothing about what So happened. the reason we have sort of slow faded out right. on Neptune's Pride is that Neptune's Pride 2 Triton. That's right. Available at triton.ironhelmet.com I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um 
So the guy who's running it at Telltale, um, I'm not going to name names because I think it'd be mean because what he did was despicable. But um, <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are, Master Jasper. Uh, I can say it's uh, <laughs> like, what? I don't care. But, um, well, no, I, I have some things to clarify after. But well, what it we'll, seemed we'll to cover, be we'll cover is that we had an AFK player instantly who had five stars. Yeah, who was an but, actual guy. Yeah, who's an actual guy, but he just went away. It's a real guy. So uh, it's a real. It's a guy in there. Um, and his home star just had like two hundred chips on it because that's what'll happen if somebody leaves the game. Yeah, their home star has the most industry, probably like five or six points of industry. So it'll just churn out like stars on the hour. But I mean, uh, ships? Uh, ships. I yeah, mean, yeah. on the hour, it turns out stars. other stars making it very difficult to win. Uh, so his home sh- planet had all these ships on it, and he just all of a sudden Nick was like going there. Yeah, I had to, I had a fleet kind of. On, well, I wasn't going to that star. I was going to an adjacent star. Right. So he was going to an adjacent star because they were people just started parsing up this guy's AFK stars. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this AFK stars ships all move off of the, his home star and intercept Nick at another star, just as another player's two ships like they literally like wave to each other yeah. upon takeoff and landing. He, he timed it perfectly to land two ships on this guy's home star, getting all this resource and all this yeah. science and all right, this. Right, without having to fight anybody. Without ever having to fight anybody. Yeah. So it just looked like he just moved off of it, even yeah. though this guy was... There, there was a 12-hour span of me just going like, oh, he just moved his ships into the major thing. He's totally dead. That's so funny. Then, like, six hours later, I wonder if... Six hours after that, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I'm getting screwed. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so it's for the people who can't follow along what you're saying, your <laughs> suspicion... You mean for everyone. Yeah. Your suspicion was yeah. that the guy who went AFK yeah. was being controlled by yeah, this, this is other player decision. who right. was moving on. The, to the suspicion was that yeah, that yeah. it was a direct. That the, yeah, the guy who was running the game like took control of this AFK player right. to out, give himself an advantage. That was not the case. He did not actually take control. The AFK player was acting on their own, but it was because the guy who was running the game just went over to that guy and said, uh, "Could you just move your ships? Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't worry. You don't have to play. Just move your just ships. Move your ships yeah. off this planet. Can you just log out. in once and move your ships. So, That's what you're supposed to do. That's the rules for. So it still technically falls under the rules of just douchey subterfuge but that's right. a cheap move yeah well because only the, i think i mean i like but, hold on i want to point out, instead of the i like that falling under douchey subterfuge was actually like the acceptable thing you're like <laughs> look we can all agree <laughs> all that right, this what? falls under nepti- douchey it's, subterfuge it's, it's nepti- but it was a little late like, <laughs> what like, i don't know i, that's I, not, that's I wasn't in contrast. on this game of neptune's pride but i Nick and I had a long conversation about this actually. Yeah. We sort of we walked to lunch and it takes we walk across a ways to get there. And so we had a very long conversation about what we just called the spirit of the game. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. yeah. what I was We drew a line. What I was thinking of is I was gonna I was gonna send somebody to a meeting that didn't exist or just wait until <laughs> they were in a meeting and just go under the computer. Oh my god. And just, yeah. And I wasn't gonna move and I when I started delineating, I was like, look, if I send messages as them, is that within the spirit of the game? Uh, it was it was iffy, iffy. <laughs> and then if I just delete their Google account so they can't log in anymore, <laughs> right? But then it was is like, that within the hmm? Like, it was if I move the, if I move any of their ships or spend any of their money or anything like, or anything like that, that felt against the spirit of the game. That was yeah. that was just straight up cheating. Yeah. yeah. So we had to delineate in this game because I think that's actually one of the like the the benefits of the game. And somebody on the forums. Um, I kind of just sort of like was very dismissive of this of this person, but I feel like I should go back and really address what, why I was. 
said like there's nothing about Neptune's Pride that I think is mechanically that interesting. It just seems like a really oh, basic yeah. game. Mm-hmm. But I think it's its basic mechanics and its omission of a lot of other mechanics yep. that would stop you from doing stupid things or prevent people from forming from from breaking yeah. alliances mm-hmm. yeah. that makes the game so great. Mm-hmm. Uh so you kind of have to sort of have these conversations. Like, is this okay? Is this something I'm willing to do? Knowing you're just going to hurt people in this yeah. game. You're going to really piss people off because it's, it's a time investment, you know? Yeah. yeah. So those rules yeah. also become more intense when it's an in-office game. Like if you're playing online, you have to yeah. go as I've far never as had an experience of this break into before. someone else's machine or find out where they live. Whereas when it's an in-office game, yeah. weirder things happen. I mean, because yeah. yeah, because look, I wouldn't be breaking the law to go on to Nick Herman's computer. Right. While he's in a meeting. But, you might but if be, I went to somebody's breaking house. Company, like, but if I went to somebody's house. No, rules. we have an open computer policy. Nobody's oh, really? allowed to have a password yeah, on the computer. Yeah. Um, weird. Um, mm. It's because it's a stupid reason. But I actually don't mind it. Um, uh, what was I going to say? But yeah, if I have to go into somebody's house, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking a social contract beyond the right. spirit of the you game. You could see an in-office <laughs> game, though, where you just say, computers are computers, open computer policy keep your business to yourself like just know <laughs> right 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 if the spirit what and that would be isn't that again. just encouraging people to set up like non-office <clears throat> sanctioned security on their computer like i mean if, if that's like understood that everyone's gonna be just oh, going around I mean, walking in that, everyone's oh, right. machine I all think the that, time that like falls right. into the same rule as like just keep an eye on what's going everybody on everybody choose a password out of the hat <laughs> and people would just build traps <laughs> just you yeah. would just, like, basically, if you sat down, you'd have a nail that go through yeah. your thigh. Right. I mean, I yeah. think if you said the rule is chair. still you cannot violate office computer policy, you'd end up with people doing additive measures, such as affixing a webcam to their computer and waiting for mm. someone else to use it when in a meeting and watching oh on their God. cell phone, then jumping up out of a desk because you see uh, Master Jasper. Yeah. Sending. But no one would ever go that far. No. People were generally very polite about it. <laughs> So I have Except a few. Th- I have a few yeah. things to air here before we before we before we get out Whoa. of this completely. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, I'm not so you you, you weren't privy to any of this because I didn't actually talk to you very much after this game was over. And the reason for that is that Pierre, our our friend and colleague, pulled me into the writers' room on a day I think you were mostly gone or or, or just completely not in the office. <laughs> Intrigue and. It turned into, like, an hour-long discussion about, like, what actually happened in this game. By the way, I want to say that your guys' office sounds ridiculous. Every time I hear a story about this, it's always accompanied with, we just went into a conference room for an hour. And, like, that's, like, every know, day, how apparently, you guys spend half of your, like, fine. hours just talking about fucking Neptune's Pride. So, anyway, go ahead, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, real work that gets wait, oh, no, there's... about Dota again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I went in this conference room with Pierre, and Pierre was... You know, he was. We were going over the, you know, the the thing that happened, and uh, we kind of came. You're to talking the, about this AF, the yeah, AFK, the AFK yeah. issue. And then Pierre said, "So, so, what did you actually like? What actually happened during this game? Let's go over. Let's do a little debrief." And it okay. turned out. So, uh, if you remember from the first podcast that we talked about this, there was an email that I sent out that started basically like it was just the catalyst for all of this insane. Deception. Yeah, you were the first actor. Yeah. You assassinated Archduke Franz Ferdinand. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the, the the tinderbox just exploded with this email. And the amazing thing about it is that, so you and I... What did this email actually... Like, the, oh, so this, the, the, the email it was... was the four players. It was four, four... It involved four players. And the email was, hey, everybody, we should attack this one guy. And the, the one guy called Wolf Cop, we assumed that was... That was the guy we thought was Pierre. That was the guy we thought was Pierre. 
so okay so in that at that point then you know what i'm gonna say at that point in the timeline all right you and i were like really closely conferring on this game and you I thought we you, were up to the end for what it's worth but we'll, i'll let you continue oh keep no we going. were okay. okay well so just keep going just keep going. so we didn't know that wolf cop wasn't pierre there was a moment a big uh, where, folly. where the real wolf cop came over to our desk and revealed himself and you seemed extremely surprised that that was the case however <laughs> me and talking to pierre Pierre goes, oh yeah, so Sean and I were talking about the game outside of work uh, early on, you know, first first couple days, which I asked you if you had talked no, to Pierre, and you said, no, no, I, no, no, I swear to, to God, he has a timeline flipped, because we were sitting, Does he have a yeah, because we were sitting at the Buckshot on a Saturday afternoon, on uh-huh. 420, yeah. I remember it perfectly, because I had to ride my motorcycle through his neighborhood, and he lives in the hate, okay. and I wanted to just, I was like, well, if I had a Gatling gun, I could get, <laughs> like, I would be home. Like, right. really, yeah, because yeah. I said, just meet me at this bar that's outside of your neighborhood, and we'll just okay. get burgers and a beer and chat. Yeah. And that is where that okay. reveal happened, that which was before... <laughs> Okay. I remember that. Too. So anyway, let's let's yeah, continue sorry. this. Uh, well, so that was important. important scene. Like, what's going? Well, you thought well, I had something. You thought I was performing. I thought, because... I thought. I thought. Well, I I kind of had guessed that that wasn't the case. I, I figured that his timeline was out of out of order because mm. that would have been an amazing acting job by you. But how dare um, you? Well, no, I'm just saying. I I <laughs> no. I, I, I believed you. That said, uh, what Pierre revealed was that in in you talking to him and talking about that email and 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 saying like oh you're you know you're not wolf cop or whatever you you basically like he didn't he didn't suspect that that email like he put two and two together from that conversation and realized that email right but missed and that was my downfall that was that was basically (laughs) pierre going oh you were gonna take me out huh and like (laughs) What's amazing about it is oh because I, he's like you thought yeah. it was me you were gonna yeah, attack yeah, yeah, yeah. me Pierre. he took it personally yeah he took it he took it very personally and so did oh. Harrison and then those two so got both together <laughs> wait was Harrison oh. the actual wolf cop yeah Harrison yes. was the actual wolf cop okay. and he took it extremely personally <laughs> even though after the fact I said Harrison it's fine like you know because we had that conversation and he was where like, he came you were over our desk for me but I thought you were coming for Pierre well we're, <laughs> right 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 well we're all gonna turn wait, on so red wait, we all we're gonna all gonna turn on red hold on here's the question though have you been conspiring in person with Harrison thinking that he was not Wolf Cop, but that he was one of the people on the email. Like, were you and Harrison hanging out, being like, "We're gonna fucking take no, out Pierre"? No. Okay. So we, no. we were under the impression that on that email was you and me, mm-hmm. Pierre, and an unknown fourth party. Right. And then we were half right, but it was only because we looked at each other and knew that we were both on the email. So we were completely wrong right. about who the other two people are. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was that conversation that then they both. The, the amazing thing about it to me, just just talking to those guys after the fact, is how personally they took that. Just, well, and, and, and the funny thing is, we didn't know it. anything. We were just going after this anonymous blue blob on the map, right? And it was just they took it so personally. Like they were so like that. Most of that hour in that in that writers' room was Pierre driving home. How much I would have been completely demolished if we just continued like another six <laughs> hours. He was like, "No, you don't understand." You were so done. Let me just, we drew up a map. They drew up a, like a battle plan. They had like arrows coming in to me and like, like a whole like coordinated attack plan. Like it was ridiculous. But they took it so personally. That's so really, really had funny. you known yeah. that, you, the game ended because 
you... Oh, no, no, the, that's the funny you, thing. The AFK un- thing, completely irrelevant, because I was dead anyway. Right, but and you, if they had simply not done that... You unmasked the cheating and were like, I'm out of this game. But right. if you knew Just now... Just in time. If you knew now that there were <laughs> battle maps going on, you right. would have been like, okay, I found a cheater, but we have to keep playing, because... Oh, yeah. Because oh, no, I was there disappointed. Are, there's, like, we miniature really ships bummed. being moved around in a conference from somewhere else, uh, <laughs> where no. someone else is taking up half yeah. a day, building no, a replica of space. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, there I were a lot of interesting really things going on. I was really bummed. I yeah. was really... Because I had... Oh, man, I was sitting pretty. Yeah. I was... Well, I, you think so. <laughs> oh, really? What do you know? I mean, Harrison knew that you were that you were gunning for him. I mean, like, eventually. Right. I well, mean, well, I have no other options. He's right. Like, I was the north... I was the top of the map, and he was my only neighbor. Yeah. Like, yeah. eventually... He was never going to attack Red. Ever. Oh, really? Ever. I kind of he, figured he wouldn't. He 100% didn't fall for anything. We, like, he was not buying what we were selling. We we I actually, sent him a bunch of tech. The revelation of all of this was that like God, I really was just I felt like the US. So I was like sequestered yeah, off and were, I only had one neighbor. Spot. So what I would we do is I would what you're saying is you could be president instead of Obama. Easily. Um <laughs> so, <laughs> space president. Obama is right yeah, president, Earth president, president garbage. Yeah. Space president Vanneman has different plans. But I would just send other other like nations or whatever. Yeah tech yeah, and yeah, say yeah. will you fight this guy yeah. here's weapons yeah. right because i had i had so much tech i had so one point i had like supplier? i was just basically, i was yeah. basically he was, he was just funding, like i was just charlie wilson's weird war coups and, yeah. yeah like it was just look i'll give you weapons yeah. three if you oh weapons three only have weapons two yeah dude nobody else has weapons three except me <laughs> take weapons three and you will just run roughshod over these people yeah oh and then you know so i was just pumping oh. military into into the map trying to get people to just Stir mm-hmm. up some shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have weapons only, four on it. <laughs> it was the only skill I really. It was the only move I really had, yeah. given my position on the map. Yeah, yeah. It was working. Yeah, I was like third. I was ranked third when the I did some of in. that, but I ended up just spiraling out of control with my deception because. Oh, but, you were yeah, but the, you, but, the yeah. but I mean, I couldn't really do anything else. Like, you were like Mesopotamia. AF, you were just like yeah. The that AFK crossroads. player though. That AFK player actually screwed up everything because if that AFK player didn't exist. I would have actually had some. I could have focused on one half of the map. Yeah. But because that did exist. Yeah. That was the first thing that everybody dealt with, and it just split my attention and basically just took it. You know, any chance mm-hmm. I had. But anyway, yeah. So if you want to try <laughs> this yourself, uh, there are some. I I know that there are some Idle Thumbs games that are, I think. If you're on IT for a major company, you need to know what sites to block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is a good one. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, there are people on the Idle Thumbs forums who are. Who have been setting up um, Neptune Spread two games? So yep. if mm-hmm. you want to uh, get on this, you can go on there. It's really mm-hmm. fun, and I think they're doing the thing where they anonymize names, which is good. Anonymizing names is a hilarious. That's the way to go. That's what game. leads mm-hmm. to all this bullshit these guys yeah. are yeah. talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Brisket. <laughs> oh, it's it a good run. It's a good run. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Brisket will ride again. The fact that you named it Mr. Brisket because it's the name of a sandwich at a barbecue place down the street is hilarious to me. <laughs> and then when he's like, after the when the game was over, he's like, I guess we just got to go to Speed Pig and I'm going to get a Mr. Brisket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that place yeah. actually called Speed Pig? No, it's pig? called no. Roadside Barbecue. Oh, that's what but I thought. its logo okay. is a pig traveling at high speed wearing goggles right, okay, on a yeah. road sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was called Speed Pig. Called. Well, its full name is Speed, speed pig, pig Goggles Goggles. goggles. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, featuring Mr. Brisket. Yeah, a GTA Five trailer came out and excited you. you said? Sort of. This is always how I feel when I see a GTA trailer, which is like, oh man, this just hits all the tonal notes. This is like the kind of bullshit I like. Like I was saying earlier today, mm-hmm. like you know they they 
the um, Hauser brothers clearly are just in love with stuff like Goodfellas and Casino and, you know, Scorsese films like that and like other things in that in that kind of milieu. And like, you know, I like that kind of thing a lot. Like I I'm a sucker for that kind of that kind of thing. What's not to like? Yeah. And but like I know that the actual game is going to be like a bunch of weird assorted cutscenes of that stuff and then just a bunch of gta where you're just exploding everything in the universe yeah Yeah. which is fine like that's fine i'll I'll, i'm always happy to to play that the gta games are like consistently some of the only games i end up playing i mean some of the only games of comparable length that i end up playing all the way through yeah Um, i just it's rare that i'll stick with a game for for as long as those games are but i i usually will in the case of a gta game just because I, i enjoy the thing that they're that they are like the both of the things they're about I like, but they still never work that well together to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, they just happen to both be in the same game, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like I see those trailers and I'm like, oh man, pretty cool. And I, but the, there's <laughs> but not. Then you're gonna you're gonna base jump off the Empire State Building with a rocket launcher and that yeah, kind of yeah. yeah. Some of the... maybe because it's three stories. <clears throat> at least because there's sort of three arcs that take place over what is presumably the length of a GTA game. Yeah. The arcs will be content compressed enough that you feel the story a little more. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's what was guy. so nice about the DLC for GTA four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's stuff, there's stuff that those guys do in their trailers that I feel like is more totally successful than anything that's ever in the games. <laughs> I mean, in, in the specific kind of tone they're going for. I mean, like mm-hmm. there's other stuff that's separately totally successful in the games, but like, the one of the trailers that they released today, or when it was it today, I guess, um, the first one of the three, uh, the backing track was "Radio Gaga" by Queen, and it was like an incredibly unusual, like interesting choice. Like the reason I brought up Scorsese before is because he's one of, you know, he's one of the few directors who is who's who both directs has directed a bunch of films in that kind of setting and with those kinds of characters, and also is really known. For using really, um, uh, re- for really excellent usage of pop songs in mm-hmm. his films, like in especially in uh, you know montage and stuff like that, and the the Hauser brothers, I think, are just absolute goddamn pros at that. Like, they're no one really d- does stuff like that in games. Like, you don't see a lot of licensed music in games, and when you do, it's generally not that. Like, you you wouldn't see a Queen song licensed for use in a game very often, um, and the way those guys match like the tonality of the song to the subject matter of the trailer i think is so strong um i felt the same way about the reveal trailer for gta 5 uh what were you saying jake it how how often in a gta game though does that music actually carry over between the two different moments like i my memory of gta 4 is coming out of a car yeah and like that's it seems like it would be simple to have your mind blown repeatedly if there's cutscenes mm. that have the licensed track in yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And then instead of the music really awkwardly fading out at the exact same rate as the cutscene camera <clears throat> fades to black. And mm-hmm. I don't know if GTA 4 or if the DLC got better about this, but like if that music's going and they just know that for most players, they're probably in within two or three seconds of that cutscene ending, going to walk into the car and start driving. Yeah. Why would, that would be not awesome. carry the well, goddamn music Red Dead did. I was about to say Red Dead. Yeah, so Red, Red Dead, Dead so. did. Red Dead yeah. better about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what game was also good about that? Although it didn't, it didn't do the thing you said, but it's just an example of a game that has licensed music and composed score and like player-driven uh, kind of soundtrack stuff is Brutal Legend. Um, like that game just has a huge library of songs that you can play in your car, but then it also has particular cutscenes that have specific licensed music 
stuff that is like like the uh, Mr. Corley. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, Mr. Crawley mm-hmm. uh, track that plays when Ophelia like falls into the whatever sea of tears or whatever it is. Right. Um, and like that was to me like an amazing usage of licensed music. And you actually rarely see that kind of thing in games. The GTA games occasionally do it. They just draw the hard line. Like you'll yeah, be yeah, in a yeah, room yeah, yeah, yeah. with guys no, I see lounging out and then like yeah. the huge music comes blasting on and then it like cleverly cuts into being diegetic on a radio. But then it just goes and all the music and all the didn't ambience the, and everything didn't fades the out. the introduction to GTA 4 do that? Like doesn't that... Doesn't oh maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it stops and you get into the car, then the track starts again. I don't know. Yeah, it I seems like it's, it remember. seems like it's such. A I really like that opening though. Oh, I did too. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. It just yeah. It, yeah. everybody apes that opening now. Every single open world with sandbox the crazy game. 3D text and just dudes like, walking around. Mm. Oh no, I was thinking about the 3D text that the title sequence. I was thinking about just the opening of getting in the car and talking oh, to somebody. Oh, oh. oh yeah, now, the way that that opening went into the just it was quietly great. driving to this guy's apartment. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was fantastic. It just felt like. It felt like... That's before you get all your infinite guns and... Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really Oh, we're going to your apartment, and it's that sort of that new city feeling of, yeah. I don't know where this is on the mm-hmm. map. It's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that first oh, 15 yeah. minutes of 4 was really good. But, yeah. yeah. I actually played that before... The, oh, no. I was going to say, within around the same time, the first time I ever went to New York, I didn't go to New York until I was older. Mm-hmm. So... Those feelings are very much the same. You come out of the subway oh, and you're absolutely. just like, where am I going to go up totally. three blocks, over one block, up two blocks, and my buddy's going to be talking to me the entire time because he grabbed me at the subway station. And then I'm like, where am I? And I'm going to crawl up into this one giant building and go to this one cube. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just here. Yeah, it's such a great feeling. Yeah, yeah that, that moment of getting to Mexico for the first time in Red Dead. Like, it doesn't oh. happen for everyone. Some people fall off the horse or decide to ride another, <laughs> another direction or do some other crazy thing. But for most people, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully that shows you or hopefully it shows them that you can get moments that feel like the gta trailers that just are like your face crushing things by not being afraid to bridge bridge in and out of the, mm-hmm. the cinematic stuff i don't know it's, it feels it's weird looking at a gta 5 trailer and seeing the same weird kind of like disjointed lumpy arm <laughs> mocap acting that like feels like it comes from the PS2 like people have fingers now but like yeah. whenever yeah. you see anyone shake hands or hug it still looks like mm-hmm. uh, it's weird super yeah. mocapy yeah. and it looks like it, it, like GTA 6 when that's on PS4 and Durango and whatever if it's still doing that it's gonna feel like a style choice like it's just gonna be like oh I guess that's what a GTA game like <laughs> that's everyone yeah. just yeah. has one too few mm-hmm. points of articulation in their body I guess it's weird yeah. but I don't know. The trailer was good. The trailer made me excited for a the game. new one, the three. Yeah, yeah, me too. You should play Sleeping Dogs. Yeah, I know. I I intended to, and then I just I mm-hmm. forgot. Yeah. What, what do you you were playing that recently, right? Yeah, hey, I'm only like two and a half, three hours in. What do you um, think? Get, what's the rundown? Give me the rundown on Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs is a third person open world sandbox game, the GTA vein, like lots of linear, like. Yeah objective based story first mm-hmm. um missions but kind of set, dots kind of stuff yeah but set in hong kong and you're an undercover cop mm-hmm. the voice acting is very very good it's beautiful looking and there's some really smart choices at least at the two and a half to three hour mark yeah yeah just in that the type of violence that you're capable of is congruous with the person that you are in the job that you're sent to do. So what is the kind of violence? Like you, it's all, it has, as opposed to being right now, it seems to have a very, it's kind of clunkier on the edges, but it has sort of an Arkham inspired Batman, Mm -hmm. um, hand to hand combat. So you get that principally what you do. So you're not picking up. That's all I got. And and I got a a 
tire iron out of the back of my okay, car. Okay, so you're once. not shooting in this game. I haven't yet. That's awesome. Yeah, you I mean, do. I mean, imagine. I'm sure you at do, one time. I'm, yeah. I'm going to John Woo over a over right. Yeah, something yeah, 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 yeah. With, yeah. and then doves are yeah. behind me. But it's cool that at least it's not front loaded. Yeah, I know. I mean, right now it's like. Like I get in these really like very in the, you take damage like physical damage your guy will like in a cutscene will be like beat to shit after a really tough fight. That's cool. Um, really, and that's persistent based on no. It ends up uh, washing uh, away over over like oh, okay, but no, right. But I mean, but it even, goes from even one on fight like, into yeah, 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 into yeah. a next cutscene. And I don't know if that's actually, I don't know if that's it's one of those things, right? It's sort of like the things we gotta go through, where it's like, is that just core cutscene content if I didn't right. get right. through that fight That's I would look that at. way yeah, yeah, it's yeah. stuff where you'd have to it, but I feel it like felt that, good enough that you'd have to go on the internet and actually look up whether or not it happened yeah it felt really right. good it was convincing to you yeah. it was very very convincing um, has really good ma- like if you run in mantle you like kind of like climb over stuff and mm-hmm. you're like running through Hong Kong chasing down criminals yeah in a way that's really really nice it just has a lot of a blend of a lot of really good things it has some stupid stuff in it for sure, sure. yeah i definitely played an hour of the game with my guy wearing boxer shorts and a portal <laughs> t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> on a motorcycle I'll, yeah. it's actually on my steam account if you're a steam yeah. friend of mine just look at my community page and you'll see my dude <laughs> barefoot in boxers on a motorcycle um sweet but yeah. that was your call Obviously. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's like when I it's like when I play Dead Rising. No, this is just what this character is really into. It's yeah. he's he's just a dork. that's the box art. You know it's like box art so, a portal T-shirt. The voice. I mean, I just think they did a really nice job. You said box art. I think I first heard that as boxars. That's the boxars. <laughs> um, sorry, Jake was killing himself. I realized that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have. I wish I had like a classic thumb story to tell about it. Like, oh, yeah. this thing happened. This thing happened. But sure. right now, I'm just kind of enjoying the game. Yeah. You know, I do mean, they, it's they... hard. It's actually hard, though. I will say that. Like, the, uh-huh. like it doesn't. It's not very forgiving when it comes to the hand to hand combat. I'll be. I just kind of want to hear what you have to hear about. Say about it. No, no I should play it. Yeah. Is the, did, to you, do they sell the city like GTA does? No, that's not my the absolute same way. favorite thing about GTA. Not the exact same. I mean, sure. I don't know yet, though. It's one of those things where I kind of feel like I'm still stuck in the first mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. There are some moments in the city I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You yeah. know, like there's some pretty neat stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't, it feels a little more intimate in a way that a big city, like, is like it lording, uh, lording over you right. doesn't feel. But no, 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 it's not Arkham in the fact that you would go, you go from section to section with loads. It's open world streaming like yeah, GTA. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I just meant more like the sense, even Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, they both. Scale. It it feels like it's trying to convey this feeling that you're in this huge space, but it kind of feels more gamey. No, it just feels like a cheaper GTA. Okay, yeah, mm. but that doesn't. I say that like very like only because GTA is all dollars, right? And this is half Most of all dollars. dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, um, I had something else I was going to say about it, but I think that it was just like a really, it's like a really elegant choice. Like I get in these fights. And they're gnarly, and I'm beating it like in a fight with a gang member. I'm supposed to like go do this drug dealer or something, or I was stealing watches or something with this guy trying to get to the next guy, you know. And we got in a really bad fight. Like I think I I definitely killed one guy. Everybody else didn't really get killed. They sort of got like like movie beat up. Mm-hmm. I like threw one guy into like a phone booth, and like I threw another guy over a ledge, but he fell maybe like 15 feet. But then one guy, I turn around and I got stabbed. <laughs> this guy came out with a kitchen knife. Uh-huh. I was like, oh my God. So I did hit him and he dropped it and I picked it up and just stabbed the shit out of him. Right. And then I dropped the kitchen knife. I was like, oh, that's the first person I killed in this video game. Wow. Right there. Yeah. That's the first. And then I kept playing. I didn't kill somebody for a while after that. Yeah. And it was just, it was just a really good moment, you know, yeah. where oh, I just awesome. look at the body and went, well, this cop has 
Like it's just sort of that. <laughs> right. You, know, yeah, you can yeah, see yeah, that yeah. in the movie where the guy goes undercover. He yeah, gets right. some fisticuffs and yeah, then yeah, eventually yeah. He stabs some guy to death. And, he, you know, the guy, the guy he's doing the job with, who's the real criminal, is like, doesn't give a shit. Let's go, dude. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. oh my God. God, I stabbed a guy to death, you know? Yeah. And even if he doesn't do it again in the rest of the movie, it's that's still a significant. Less, yeah, it's a very like, if, Yeah, as yeah, a player, I carried that, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. So it's a, it's an easier game to role play for me out of the box than GTA. Because right. it doesn't have that sort of like... Yeah, it seems more internally consistent. Yeah, it doesn't have that sort of like... Uh, I mean, GTA is a lot of... is Especially 4, I felt... Uh, maybe... Yeah, 4, I felt like had a lot of satire in it, you know? Well, they, they all do, yeah. Yeah, and just doesn't have the satire, and I kind of appreciate that. Yeah, I do too. I mean, the satire in GTA games is pretty heavy-handed. Well, like, it's, it's also just like, ridiculous. it's like, it's also, it's I think weird it's, cynical, like, obviously a lot of satire is cynical, or all satire, I guess, Well, a lot point. of it also is still just, like, dick jokes and stuff, which right. is which is getting increasingly bizarre in the, <laughs> like, more and more otherwise grounded very, GTA Yeah, yeah. The thing like, that, Nico's though. a very nuanced character. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff pairs up with the gameplay more than it pairs up with the story. It's like, true, they, but they, it's just, true, yeah. they need yeah. to have all that bullshit because otherwise, if the world was completely sedate and normal, when your car takes a jump on fire and a bazooka shot blows up a helicopter, you better see a dick joke in the background of that or like it's just completely garbage. Yeah, but I – sure, but like <laughs> – That's <laughs> that. Just DreamWorks, DreamWorks executive right joke. there. Yep. There better be a goddamn dick joke in here. <laughs> Chomp cigar. When like, that helicopter <laughs> blows up, I better see something about a cock in the background. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. It's an interesting note. Um we just need some dongs. Get on. Here, like, can I, does that have to be three D art or? Okay, you're the creatives. What you figure out? <laughs> the texture, I don't know. Whatever. Alpha. What? what? Um, but God, like, alpha. Sorry, this like translucent. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, like, neon, like outline of a dong. This like fucking starbur- like neon shader, alpha shader dong. Fireworks go off. <laughs> And there's a dong hangs in the air and like Why yellow not? sparklers and then falls away. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. But like that is the the. I just mean like they're getting increasingly divergent with the two. Yes, the two because they're the story. They're still like the story itself never like I, someone will mention. I guess like fucking. Joe Dong's gun emporium, I guess. It's <laughs> like, guy is like right. gonna buy a gun. But like beyond that, they never it doesn't feel like the characters themselves in the cutscenes. Really Sorry, Joe is Joe Dong. Weird, like guns, yeah. like has that weird Chinese thing going uh, on? Like Joe, it's racist too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually That's really Joe Dong. That was actually that one down. A good GTA joke <laughs> like, has to be like, like, I like it, keep going. Yeah. Ideally it would be scatological and sexual and racist. Right. And yes. possibly That's homophobic as well. You can get all four of them. Oh wow. That's hit the bingo. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, doing an accent really well. You're like, oh wow, how right. do you do that? Yeah, <laughs> it's right there. Like You're that. more impressed than I am with my own <laughs> comment there. But uh, like, You're you know, they. Bad. I don't know. It's just I. You're right that it's it's part of it is like goes hand in hand with the insanity of the gameplay, but like it also works just as hard against. Oh yeah, a lot oh, of the yeah, other yeah. stuff I'm, they're doubling down I'm on. I'm not saying on the that other I like it or that game. I feel like it belongs, but I feel like you can't. You can't get too hard on the go on. Oh, you no. followed up hard with on. <laughs> Ruined. Signal lost. Um, you, can't, you can't be too hard on those catalogical. <laughs> uh, fuck everyone. You know what I mean? 
When there's cars <laughs> flipping around. No, I don't, I don't, each other. I don't think. And 600 police officers jumping, like driving their cars off the side of an yeah. elevated freeway to chase you. I don't think dick jokes is the only out. The only way to right? say like, that I don't is think to land on a, on, a, <laughs> on a cushion pad of dick it's, jokes. I think it's yeah. how those guys to themselves sort of justify the madness. They're sort of like, oh, it's a heightened weird parody world. Because right, then right. it's okay that cars go flying off jumps yeah. and 18 helicopters chase you. I think it also, is too. It's but the it's the poignant story of an immigrant. Yeah, like, but I mean, like, that's the part that is just starting to fall apart for me. Like, I, right, and I think, you, you know, like, and a lot of the, the dongs are emblematic of the dissonance. Yeah. I would yeah. say that the dongs are emblematic of the dissonance. Um, yeah, write that down. Thumbs, well, <laughs> um, the story in five yeah. seems more wacky than Nico's story. Again, it, oh, for sure. Which it, like it definitely it's looks a story like it. that yeah. has people like it has. Um, it's not going all the way there, but it feels like it touches closer to where like pain and gain. The trailer for pain and gain is going, where it's like these people. Can we see that this weekend? Seriously, see what pain, pain and gain. It's fine. Like, I'll see that stupid movie. Okay, all good. of these guys. I'm gonna buy tickets. Like, Nico's whole deal was like. His story was way more legitimate and subdued, whereas these guys are more of the like. It feels like we have three characters who could all conceivably be pay- played by Joe Pesci in a in a mobster movie. Not the not the gangbanger guy. He seems like more earnest. Yeah, I guess that's true. Two out of the three trailers were like the story where the back of a car comes bursting open and three guys come running out of it, all not quite having the same plan in mind. Yeah. yeah, So, so here's what I think about that. I think you're totally right. And in fact, I personally think that that if they actually play that stuff up in the cutscenes more, um, maybe more a la like, um, uh, vice city Mm -hmm. or something. I think that could, that could completely serve the role that all the, the really stupid, uh, dong jokes and everything do now, (laughs) because I feel like it's easy to forget we play so many video games, like anyone who plays video games a lot, like especially violent video games, um, you've, it's easy to forget how completely absurd any of the shit that's already going on is, right? Like it's like even – That's the, actually why I can't – sorry. Sorry. I, I don't, it's not easy for me to forget that. It's really tough for me to play a video game because of that stuff. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, oh, yeah. Go, you mean just – Pick in, it up after I'm yeah, – yeah, no, I want to hear your thoughts. But like what I was going to say is I feel like you don't need – to hammer home like craziness of the world. I think if you just raise for something like GTA, if you just raise the or maybe lower the level of serious self seriousness in the cutscenes. Saints Row games have been doing sub- over the yeah, but the they just they just take like, it so far until I'm just not. It, yeah. I know everyone says like you got to play and they're great, but it's so hard for me to want to like no, you, engage you want with a that GTA world. Game but that I, feels like the first half of the Coen Brothers output. Yeah, exactly. Right. Where that's, like, it takes itself seriously, but at the same time, there's that guy screaming about the hi hat all over the place, and like, yeah, right. you know. I feel, I feel like, and even a version of it that's that's maybe a few degrees more just outwardly ridiculous, just because that's what the the um, the Hauser brothers like, mm-hmm. you know, more so than than like a Cohen's thing. But like, um, I feel like that you could pitch that in a way that would be at least somewhat less dissonant with the gameplay that's going on. And also not need to lean as heavily on just the completely sophomoric bullshit that they put in every sign on every establishment in the in the world. Because I don't feel like that stuff is substantial enough to carry the you know like the break between what's going on in the narrative and the story. But I feel like the narrative is already about such ridiculous things that if they just made the tone of the narrative a little less self serious. Sure. Then I feel like that could do a lot of a lot bridge that yeah. gap in a way that isn't quite so off putting. Like this, this is the thing that I think we've probably talked about a few times on, at this point. Yeah, maybe. Um, have we talked about it in the context of GTA Five? Because I those, these trailers were the 
feel like they're more suited to that than the GTA 4, just the baseline GTA 4 story. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what I expect them to actually do, but I. I wish they would try and tackle that in a way that is feels like it's less just kind of bullshit than just, just making a bunch of stupid jokes. Admit that your story is a little ridiculous, yeah. as well as admitting that your game is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually. I mean, why I like Sleeping Dogs right now. I mean, so for me, like you talked about how gamers are we. I, I when you said we, I think you meant gamers. I just meant those whoever. Who play I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like I mean, we'll sort of see past the ridiculous. And I think we've we've talked about this so much, but for me, it's like going on a date mm-hmm. where, and I'm on this date with Saints Row. I mean, with uh, Sleeping, Sleeping Dogs, Dogs right now, where everything's sort of like, yeah, uh huh, no, I like that too. Yeah, and she hasn't done anything weird yet. I haven't done anything right. weird. But as soon and as like, your guy flips out the rocket launcher, right? Like, and yeah. as soon as yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, okay. So All really, right. oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I'm good on non, no cocaine for me, thank you. <laughs> you know, like you really, <laughs> you really want to go to that Gallagher show for our next date. Yeah, right? really, like Gallagher, huh? Right? Gallagher. You're super. You just think he's huh. great, huh? Yeah, I mean, you just think he's the best. Hmm. Oh, that's really interesting. Huh? It's funny. Now I got an early day tomorrow, so um, <laughs> this has been great, though. No, definitely, definitely do this again. <laughs> Don't buy tickets yet. I mean, I might. Yeah, just just yeah. in case. I think I'm, there might be a. Yeah, thing. I would hate for you to get both of them and then. Yeah, I hate for you to waste waste sixty bucks. Let's yes. pencil That's a lot in, of money. Though, sixty dollars. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Goodbye. I don't know. I'll but afford to delete local content. <laughs> <laughs> Steve won too. Yeah. <laughs> the Steve oh yeah, Banner. the Steve like two to the chest, one to the head is yeah. Alt F4. Delete local content. Yeah, that's yeah. that's Steve's just like fatality Steam combo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't take a little break. Sure. Wait, well, were you done? A... Were you done with yeah, the yeah, Sleeping Dog good. stuff? I'm yeah. good. I know it's an early break, but yeah. little, well, maybe we'll take multiple breaks. Multi break? Why not? We could take one big break now. Choose, readers. Would you like to take one big break now? <laughs> Or say McDonald's, if so. <laughs> Video games. God, that is, sorry, the more we say it, it sounds like the Penitent Man shall pass to me. The Tonson Man shall pass. Yeah, the Tonson Man shall pass. The Penitent Man will pass is what you oh, said. Oh, the Penitent Man will pass. Sorry, I totally didn't Oh, the Penitent Man will pass. Oh, the Penitent Man will pass. Oh, Jehovah, you're going to think it's Video games. This week, we'd like to thank Audible. And you can go to audiblepodcast.com slash wizard for a free audiobook download of your choosing. And a free month of Audible subscription service. Boom. For you. You probably already know this if you're an Idle Thumbs listener because they've sponsored the podcast before. So it's not news. But maybe you just needed that extra little reminder. Extra little um, pump. It worked for me. I don't know why I said pump. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't decide whether I wanted to say extra push or extra bump. You uh, went for really yeah. an extra Split pump. The difference. That, an extra pump. Audiblepodcast.com <laughs> slash wizard. Get your extra audiobook pump. <laughs> a little pump it actually, and push. I actually ended up subscribing a wee month ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's in my first month listening to Wolf Hall. I think I talked about that maybe. But You said um, you were considering it. Oh, I did it. You did it. You know what pushed me over the edge was the WhisperNet stuff, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake's revelations from the last time we were sponsored by them. When uh, your girlfriend realized that the Audible podcast app syncs with your Kindle because of Amazon being at the core of all these things. So with newer books um, that have WhisperNet built in on the Audible side, you can... I don't even know if it's newer books, so don't take me... Don't take Some books support and some don't. Yeah. 
But uh, it's great because I'll be in the car listening and then I'll get into my house and read on my Kindle or my iPad and it's all on the right page, which feels like magic. Also, just feels the way it should work. When things work Mm -hmm. like that, it's good. It's really nice. Yeah, where you don't need to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I kind of, it's so funny, like becoming an Audible customer and listening to Wolf Hall was an experiment, but I know now the type of books that I'll be getting in the future mm-hmm. as an Audible listener, I think. Can like, you, can you like categorize well, I've, that? I've, yeah, I mean, definitely, because I've, I've um, mentioned Anthony Bourdain's books, but right. I think memoirs written by, written read read by the person by who wrote the person them, yeah, wrote no, that them totally is makes something sense. that I think would be, or anything that's sort of written in the author's voice. Alternatively, you know. Immanuel Kant as read by Charlton Heston. Well, like I was saying. That's, which yeah. is probably the next best thing or the to a memoir written by the... Who sent that in? Um, that was Matthew Walden sent us that on Twitter, which that was a... that suge- that The revelation that that exists was kind of mind-blowing to me. And Nick said that apparently this uh, the Giants of Philosophy series yeah, of apparently series. has a number of great philosophers as read by Charlton Heston, of all people. So that's probably pretty um, majestic. So you can hear that for free if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash wizard and choose to use that as your one free audiobook download. <laughs> God, that'd be boss. <laughs> that would just be like, this is my fr- starting here, see what's after it. Yep. <laughs> Magnum Kant, Charlton Heston, Wombo Combo. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Video games. Jake, you and I played Monaco. And Nick. Nick played. You he, he, I, he died I, I, playing Monaco. Survey course, but I think Monaco. the thing about that is it illuminated to me that Monaco is a very <clears throat> needs to be a very tutorialized game. Mm. You can't just jump in because there's so much of the level of abstraction to this game. Yeah, it's a top-down, two D, high stealth heist thing game. <laughs> That is a single player and cooperative, two to four players, I think. I think it's or one, one to four, four players. It's one yeah. to four players where you you play as some guys who are trying to steal things basically by picking locks and sneaking past guards and hacking uh, laser grids and doing all these various things. It's um, it's so abstract in its art style though. It's yeah, like really sort of like they're like pixel block men. It's it's one of those games yeah. like the first time I and saw Monaco was in the IGF a few years ago when it it showed mm-hmm. up. Yeah, me too. And uh, it's. One of the millions of games, millions, one of the dozens of games in the IGF that if you are standing too far away from it, you can't tell what differentiates it from other mm. IGF games because it's just a bunch of neon-colored blocks with weird sort of beams of light flying out of them. So it is a, it is, it's got a weird sort of hurdle to get over where the entire map, when your guys aren't in it, the map just looks like the blueprint, which I guess the idea is that it's like supposed to be a weird abstraction of the sort of like Ocean's Eleven heist thing where you see the guys lay the blueprint out and then as that's happening you see the guys doing the heist at the same time I guess like that right. was sort of my internalization of that but anything that's within your character's line of sight on the map fills in so the blueprint gets filled in with full color of the floor of the room and like the little footstep icons that you maybe see if you're close enough to a guard to hear him if you walk past the window where the guy is your cone of vision woof, you know, fills up that room and you can see the guy pacing back and forth. Um, four different players have, or have there's different classes that you can choose from. I think you, it looks like you can double up on classes as well. Mm-hmm. But there's... Um, the lockpick who can get through doors faster. The mole who can just barrel through walls. It's just hilarious. That's the... Oh, so and good. just dig. Yeah. Um, we, there's uh, the cleaner who can like knock people out. And, and then there's, there's the surveillance dude whose name I don't remember. Um, the guy who can... If you... 
walk around quietly. You can you can hear guards. The lookout. The lookout. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think there's a one or two, maybe there's, there's at least one, one other class that we got to we didn't play. I think. Yeah. Um, Sean and I were we were just playing two player because we only have two Xbox controllers in the office. But um, I don't know. I you really liked it. I really really did like it. it. When we were working together, when we were like slowing down and going like just moving through the boards, like really like. Yeah, when we were actually being a team, it felt right. like a heist for a minute. Right. But, but there's no sort of, it's kind of got that, that, <clears throat> always like my Metal Gear problem where it's, uh, once I get busted, I'm just, it's just like, it's just, you, uh, have, yeah. it, you should just play Yakety Sax, you know, and it kind of does that right. actually. Just sort of, it well, actually that's like stealth it. games in general. Yeah. Like, I mean, like Hitman, you know, I mean, any, almost anything that is highly dependent on not being seen, like, turns into comedy of errors as soon as you're. I, I wished, though, that I. And maybe it is just that we're bad at it because we did only play forty five minutes of it. I but I kind of wanted just like okay, I've been seen. Just make it a quick death, so I could just like give me right now. Let me just re-roll this because I'm already so fucked that I'm going to start over yeah. anyway. We kind of hit start, restart, or like send us way back. Make it easier to escape. One of those two things, like or just have a, like an escape mechanic mechanism. And, or something. But again, like maybe if we get to. X, like if I played it for X number of hours, I'd go back and be like, ugh, we were just dumb. And that's the reason that it was playing the way that it was, which is yeah. possible. Um, What's funny is I thought, like, like just a game we played cooperatively, even though they're completely different games and strive to do completely different things, and I don't even think Spelunky means to be cooperative. I think it's kind of single-player first oftentimes in its design. But when we co-op Spelunky versus co-op, uh, co-oping Monaco, I I think Spelunky's way harder co-op, but I didn't ever get to that point where I'm like, ugh, okay. You know, I was at Yakety Sax moment. Mm-hmm. You just well, Splunky is just kind yeah. of bonkers. Yeah. yeah. Like any game that is based around stealth or. Uh, it always you know, kills me. There's that sort of like weird detection. slow fade out on a fail state of a game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not just Monaco. It's like that always is this thing that's like really, as on the design side, it's like really but difficult for There me. was the one, we did one run through of like the, I think, third scenario that we got to. And it was, it got to the point where we'd be like, you'd be keeping an eye on guards. I would hack the computer to mm-hmm. drop the lasers. We'd all move into the next room, deliberately like tiptoe past the guy who was just looking at his computer, mm-hmm. also stealing all the gold coins in that room because it's a video game, uh, and then sneaking all the way back out with mm-hmm. the intelligence, at which point we thought we had to go through the entire ground floor, but mm-hmm. then I tunneled a hole out of the wall and then cut a hole in the fence and we just jumped into the car and drove away. Like, that felt badass. That felt really good. Yeah. Like, that was... Well, yeah, actually what game does it really well mm-hmm. is um, Hot in Miami. Hotline Miami and mm. Monaco are really close friends. It's really yeah, they're, weird. Like, yeah. hmm. they're, they're completely different mechanics, like how you interact with the hurdles that you're going to encounter. But traversal and still, the way your brain works, and like, don't let this guy see me. I'm going to go into the next room, and I'm going to do these three things in this order. Da, 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 da. But, and you're going to yeah. execute. Yeah, those the games, problem is when you don't execute in Monaco, you're just going to run around the level for a full minute being chased by every guard, right. tripping every wire, and right. just not knowing what to do. And you should restart. Yeah. The fact that you should restart just means they should just there were ice you. There were times, though, when I felt yeah, like I was getting a little more It's tough, though, because you don't want them to do that because then, like, the moment you have that's, like, a miraculous, you know, comeback. I, I haven't played this game enough to know, like, how possible it is or, like, what I the mechanism... I better in four-player. Yeah, probably yeah. so. I bet you can end up because there's... Um, there's just like a miraculous comeback is sort of just murder everybody in the scene, though. But there's, sure. there's, I would just rather the systems not prescribe that. Like when you said slow uh, fail state, the thing that actually that reminded me of was StarCraft Two, which Nick, Nick and I have been playing a lot of recently. And like we played two v two, and you know I think we said in a recent podcast we went that year where we just played it mm-hmm. like every night. Then we went two years without playing it at all, and now we're we're playing it not every night, but like once every mm-hmm. couple nights, pretty pretty regularly for a couple hours. And like and definitely every time we lose. Not every time, but I would say at least 75% of the time when we lose, 
the like us officially quitting and like surrendering the game comes after like maybe three to five minutes of like all right i think we can that wasn't that wasn't too bad i think we can come back right and what's going on while that's happening is we're like rebuilding the shreds of our economy right and then the opponent is just in their own fog of war with like 400,000 right. guys. And we're right. just like, I think oh, What's they, going didn't on quite, is, they didn't quite kill us. Yeah. We held them off. I think it's okay. Yeah. Destruction. Yeah. Like death. You know. The term for that in Dota, they're, they're so fed that they could just come in and yeah. just yeah. Know, stomp yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that comparison tracks because you're, A, you're playing a competitive game and B, the amount of time it takes to get back to that state is a long time. Is like you have to quit out. It'd be another fifteen minutes before you're at that state where like the tension of can we bring can we turn this around? I think mm-hmm. in four player it might be. It's, more a, lot it's a lot faster in StarCraft than yeah. it is in Dota, for what it's worth. Oh, you're like, talking about StarCraft match- and Dota. Sorry, I thought, you were, I thought you were. I thought you were talking about Monaco. Sorry. I am. I am. I'm just saying. Like I think in Monaco. I know. Like, I'm just saying. Sean's reference for competitive game is Dota. So I just. Sure. I'm saying that frame of reference. I don't think is the same as StarCraft. Like in StarCraft, the matches are shorter. Yeah. Like you get back. The matchmaking puts you in a game a lot faster. Like it's not. It's not that like 15 minute downtime. Like it's a lot. It's a lot faster than that. Sure. Monaco to me, and we haven't played four player, but what it seems like its model of death and slow fail most closing models is Left for Dead, because it has your guy. If, oh yeah! If your guy gets point. killed and skeletons mm-hmm. out, because your guy in this game looks like he turns into a little pixel art skeleton, or not yeah. pixel art, but sort of stylized, weird, minimal art skeleton, another player can come back into the room and do a really long uh, heal move on mm-hmm. that per- person, which resuscitates them. So you could. I think they must oftentimes to clear the board. Oh, okay, because yeah. you can hypothetically have a scenario. Well, yeah, because everyone has to leave the room, I imagine. But you could you could have a, a situation where three people die, but like. A character who can quickly escape a room like a lockpick could jump out of there fast, or Sneak someone, or someone could climb the stairs, yeah. wait for wait for the guards to die down. And if you were if you were deep into this game, I could see you then creeping around, resuscitating one person, and then the two of you each go and resuscitate one of the other people. And that does more closely map to Left for Dead to that's me. Really it's good. Like there's, no, that's really good. There's no hope. There's no hope. And there's no hope. And then you end up slowly bringing your entire team back. And yeah. in two player, that was less likely for us because the two of us would get trapped because we. I don't yeah, know if it's because point. we were playing spatially so close to each other because we hadn't gotten the hang of how to teamwork in a spatially, enough, spatially diverse enough way that someone could mm-hmm. come back around and save you. But it just felt like we both just died at the same time over and yeah. over again. It felt like chumps. So yeah. I would really love to play some four-player. Yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do it. Yeah. The mole class was really fun. Like being being Jake. able to just... <laughs> A class in a game like this where there is this map that clearly is very deliberately laid out, but then you as a character are the guy who can dig holes in walls, which yeah. is like a heist archetype, but having that just let you drill through anything, it's loud as shit. When you when you finally punch mm-hmm. through the wall, it triggers anyone who's right, remotely right. nearby, but yeah. like that final escape. So if you've got your other characters distracting everyone in like another direction, I don't know what the mechanics of this game are. Well, we had like, that we went in to like steal some stuff and we were just trying to get out and Jake sort of saw that like if I, we dig through this wall, then go a left and dig through this wall and then we dig through one more yeah, wall it was we like, out to the van without like, having to get uh, through we, the rest we, of we were yeah, getting yeah. We were getting hosed right at the end because we had grabbed the, um, we were, what were we getting? Visas or passports yeah. or something out of a out of an embassy. This is like a tutorial level. Yeah, and we, we ran out, ran out, ran out and we had aggroed a bunch of guards at the very end and then I looked and we're like, oh man, I can just dig through these two blocks and we can just hop the fence into the van and mm-hmm. we did it and mm-hmm. then it felt like, like a, like like a, a full-on escape yeah, yeah it's so not like, a, like an ocean's 11 where like a guy is just at the end is like fuck it it just blows up a wall which mm-hmm. is the last thing you should ever do but if you're like but literally, if it is like, in if, fact if, the last thing right, if yeah. Yeah. Is on the other side of this wall i know it 
yeah. it was good. Like, and yeah, that's that, great. That made me think that there was some some good stuff in here. Yeah. Oh, cool. you're making me like it more now. Because um, <laughs> I was like solid, like oh that was fun, but I wasn't just like advocate. Like I, did. Well, I, I wasn't capable of advocating the way you are now. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, it's like, tough it was because good. I mean we've yeah. we've only played 45 minutes. We've only played two players, so who knows how this holds up well? But I've heard from many people whose opinions I like and trust that there is some pretty solid stuff the more you play it. Mm-hmm. Also, the soundtrack is comedy, ragtime, so it just yeah. makes everything feel like a silent movie full of yeah. pratfalls. Yeah, it's, it's weird. No, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's like sort a of French. Great vibe across the whole thing too yeah like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah the guards call out french and stuff mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's cool um it's it's in monaco yeah it's, no i know i mean uh, yeah. uh, that, that was for me that oh. was me oh. my realization yeah i want to play it some more mm-hmm. it's a, it's yeah the aesthetic is funky it takes i still didn't fully get used to it in yeah, the time you have to we kind of learn to see the game mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. it's cool monaco cool cool i hope we play it some more video games I want to talk to you about Dota, but I know I'm not allowed to. Yeah, you guys have a whole other <laughs> podcast for that. One what, day. One day we might. What do you want to say? Because no, Chris has got to look up mail. We've got, to, no, we've got as much time as it takes Chris to open up his phone no, and find don't. Mail. While Chris is looking up mail, yeah. I do want to mm. tell everybody that Idle Thumbs is a new member of the family. Oh. Oh, yeah. We have a new uh, intern named Luke who is joining us uh, and um, wrapping up some odds and ends and hopefully going to be pointed at some cool stuff that we want to do uh, going forward at idlethumbs.net. Yeah, so. yeah. First off, if you heard from me, Jake, in a tech support email, and then I never wrote you back because I Or suck, if you never heard from anyone. Or if you never heard from anyone at all because we're even worse than that. Maybe I don't know which one's For worse. any issue relating to anything you got in the Kickstarter, including... Yeah. Um, anything. Uh, anything. Yeah, anything. Including the... Anything bad happened to you in the last... Yeah, so Luke is instantly like just assassinating those issues yeah, he's been looking through all of our email addresses just going God, you guys suck at this you're terrible yeah and that's uh, true so yeah we got we got actual software that handles support tickets rather than just doing it all through a gmail inbox which we were failing at yeah so if you ever have an issue with any of that stuff support at adlethumbs.net and uh luke's eyes will instantly be on it or mm-hmm. if you want to just give luke a little support yeah if you just say hey man like be yeah, a luke sorry, booster. sorry you gotta yeah. hang out sorry you gotta deal with these these Idiots. jokers yeah yeah, yeah. But he's really wonderful, and we're really happy to have him. Uh, cool. So Hippite, you can email him at luke at idlethumbs.net. That's true. You can also <laughs> separately do that yeah. if you want to bypass support at idlethumbs.net. Um, so uh, Jay, uh, Hip, Jay, uh, Jay, Allard. Allard. Jay Allard, a.k.a. Hypo C, says, I don't know how to pronounce what this guy's name is, what this person's name is. It might be really. um, this person says, I don't know how quite how important this is, but in Idle Thumbs 102, you said to play Kerbal Space Program, you had to hit wikis for controls like space to stage and methods like transfer orbits. There are plenty of super obscure controls like docking mode, full tra- fuel transfer, and camera tricks, but I actually think the built-in training missions are pretty great, concise and well-gated. If you go through them, you'll have, he- you'll have hands-on not only flown and staged, but adjusted and circularized orbits, done a plane change, aimed a lunar transfer orbit, and carried out an orbital insertion burn, and optionally done a basic no-atmosphere landing. We must have just not found the training. He's correct. That we were no, I did find them eventually. Yeah, uh-huh. they're really good. Okay, they are, they are s- actually really good. We oh, saw the campaign for a game button. like this. They're extremely well. Okay, done. What, yeah. how do you get to those? Because the, your first impression right now is you hit play game, and then it says campaign, which is dimmed out, and then it says sandbox, which doesn't have an easy link to a training mission. Is it right on the? Menu? I think it's right on the menu. I think it's right on the menu. Yeah, <sighs> Kerbal Space Program. You said something really insightful about Kerbal did on I? Twitter late at night, like oh, like three days ago. Oh, that was a what is game moment. <laughs> oh, you man, said something what? about I didn't see this. Oh, 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 yeah. Gosh. Well, we can you find it easily. Lot, yeah. I'll what look at it. I'll look here. Look for it. It was something about um oh, uh, It was really insightful. 
it, it was be, it was after this better be good yeah well no it's, yeah, it was after it was after, after your docu- i mean i don't know yeah it was after the docking moment uh so nick um this weekend uh um he pulled off his first um or, orbital uh docking maneuver where he had God. a craft that was already in orbit around kerbal around the earth essentially and he piloted another craft within range and successfully docked the two. Have you ever seen me that excited about anything? That's no. (laughs) It was was tense as hell. It was crazy. It was. One of the interesting things about it is that because this game, obviously, is set in space, it's actually really hard to gauge scale, speed, and distance because Mm -hmm. none of the things that we have on Earth that help our brains do that are there, like recognizable landmarks, other people, objects whose size we know. When two objects are just going towards another in space, your brain loses track of, like, how fast they're going and how close they are and so on. And so Nick was like painstakingly approaching this, this orbiting craft with his little capsule. And, and he was like constantly readjusting and like firing his thrusters a little bit in that direction and like readjusting and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he was right there and it caught me completely by surprise. And suddenly he was like five meters away from it. Scale, scale, scale. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and watching the, and, even at that point, though, then it became even more intense. I know, because, then it became this other just, game where you're rotating, like, like you, you could actually collide and ruin the whole thing. Yeah, but, it was so crazy just, to think about, like, to have this one specific point yeah. on this craft have to dock at the precise angle with another specific point on another craft in space while they're Meanwhile, while you're going 2,000 meters like, per second around a planet It was cr- in actuality. And he was sitting there like, doing just, it, and it seriously felt like I was watching, like, Apollo 13 yeah, or something. Like, it was, it it was, was so tense it was the to watch thing. him pull this off. And you I've think about what those guys who have do that in, in real life yeah. have to go through. And it's like, you can't... A game helps you appreciate that in a way that you just you couldn't just from seeing a film. And it was am- like yeah. watching him do that was incredible. And when he got it, it was shocking. Like for me, there was this like a couple seconds of of my brain not registering like what had yeah. happened. It's like, oh my god, yeah. you did a ridiculous thing just now. <laughs> like you did a preposterous thing. Yeah, it took a long time. It took and like two hours. And also, what's hilarious about it is that that achievement is like so minuscule on the scale of what people no, have know. done in Kerbal Space Program. Like right. you, that trailer that I keep, that I've posted on Twitter twice so far, the exact same trailer, the uh, dream fly build trailer, just search for that Kerbal Space Program. I think it's yeah, fly build or something. And it's just a, a fan made trailer where someone has cut together a bunch of footage from the game and set it to, to some, some aspiring majestic music. M83. Yeah. Uh, M83. And, uh, and the things that go on in that trailer are just, they are, awe-inspiring you know beyond words and i kept thinking about how totally just astounding it must be as a developer of that game to look at what people have created like you know not not just like crazy cutscenes that you look at and they're they're amazing but like creating something that allows just people playing your game to create stuff that is that just majestic in the extreme Mm -hmm. it was amazing so uh nick brecken writes (laughs) sorry nick breon writes uh this, can I read your tweets? Yeah, go ahead. All right. I can't talk today anyway. <laughs> you got to you gotta speak to yeah, the I'll, tweets. I'll speak to the tweets. You said, Kerbal Space Program is good because it's an open game about exploration that forces you to develop a tangible skill set. In the same way that Miyazmata makes you fumble for every inch, Kerbal requires an investment just to take the most ba- basic baby steps. Yeah. By reaching a, a new, or, but reaching a new game location is infinitely more rewarding when you've put in a little work. Holding W for an hour doesn't compare. And then you said... I will always be more interested in game worlds that define their boundaries with conundrums rather than arbitrary gates. Also space. Yes. 
Yeah. Good, it's good. Good tweets. And then you, the, the conclusion to that was a funny way to spend your Sunday afternoon is messing around with video codecs. <laughs> yeah. That's not trying, quite as insightful. No, I no. Really is that. It's, it's true, though. Oh, the, the actual uh, end I was trying was to cut really down good, that though. stream. Hmm? The actual end was really good. Oh, yeah. yeah thing, you were going to say something and then I interrupted you. Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I, it's just, you know, I, I think Mia's Mata got me thinking about that more uh, recently and just the idea that. Uh, like open world games there there's like there's a way to make an open world game and and it's just it it's followed to the letter for the most part you know you've got content it's all gated off you're progressing from one section to the other everything is and in these games just say here's the whole experience yeah like there the thing you do to go from a yeah. to b is something you determine also it's something that you have to learn how to do like the actual like verbs and things that you do in that game are, are things like you you have to have creativity rather than just playing through the stuff you know and that that to me is just like astounding like that yeah. is that is where open world games i feel like are making progress right now and are actually interesting a, cer- a certain strain of them is for sure yeah 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 um well i mean the, the ones that i like right, right now i mean yeah. yeah the ones that are probably not like published by major publishers basically, yeah because yeah. you just can't get you can't get stuff like that mm-hmm. through that system for obvious reasons but um yeah, the, the interesting thing is that those games are gated as well, but the gating is entirely on the player side. Right, it's, not it's the a game different kind of side. gating. Yeah, yeah and it's a much it more is, interesting kind, I think, yeah, is your yeah. claim, and I agree with that, um, which is that you, you can't do all this. You, you also can't see all the content at the beginning of Kerbal Space Program, but that's just because you're not capable of, of achieving it, mm-hmm. not because the game is just deciding, I'm not going to let you right now. Right. Um, and that's really interesting. That's just a fundamentally different approach to, to game design. It requires a little bit of, uh, I don't know. So I wouldn't say honesty. Because, I mean, you can sit down and read a guide, how to make the best spaceship, create that spaceship, and then just follow something to the letter mm-hmm. and have a version, you know, play through a version of this game that is just, I'm doing a walkthrough and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's, you know, that you're, you're cheating yourself out of, like, a really amazing experience by doing that. Um, whereas, you know, most open world games, you know, whatever, like you, you, no matter how many guides you read, you're still going to play at a minimum number of hours because that's just the way that they're constructed. And right. I feel like, you know, I don't know, like I, a lot of games require you to be honest while playing them, like, you know, not Neptune's pride, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just feel like that is a, a better experience overall. Anyway, it's a good game. It's a really fucking good game. Well, it also it also means something when you see the like any game could have all that stuff from that Kerbal Space Program trailer in it, yeah. just as cutscenes in a game, but it wouldn't right. be very interesting at all, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. it doesn't mean anything. Yep. Games. Games. Cool. Yeah, Kerbal Space Program is 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 a pretty ridiculous achievement. It's impressive that it exists. Oh, it has, oh, it has also, good achievements? Oh, you know what I was thinking about? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I just wanted, I did want to mention <laughs> because... <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I did want to mention because last, I think on the last episode we were wondering, like, what are they going to do with this game? Are they, oh, you know, it'll be great as multiplayer. They're actually, like, they came out and said that they want to finish the campaign and release the game as a standalone thing. But then they're also going to do, like, major expansions and one of them they're hoping is multiplayer, which is really Crazy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like something they've set in stone, but that's... That's the plan, tentatively. Yeah. I was also going to say, sorry to keep just going on about this game, but I was thinking this weekend about the choice to have the game populated by these weird little um, exaggerated creatures, Kerbals, rather than you mm-hmm. know human beings that look like human beings. Uh, it was interesting because because both of you guys, I think Jake, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 
Sean and Nick, was it? You, I think was it I you guys so. who said you that was why you didn't ever yeah like approach the game in the first place. I was it was probably the same for me. I can't really remember specifically, but I imagine I had a similar reaction. Even though we got a bunch of recommendations about it, like those little guys just aren't super mm-hmm. like uh, you know uh, tantalizing. Um, and it's funny because I <laughs> that's still true. Like I I think that was that probably is a thing that kept yeah. us from diving into the game. But I also in retrospect feel like it. For the game that it is, it's no, actually the right choice. I, I came to the same conclusion as you, and I think the answer to that is just the marketing should have been crazy yeah. space station yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, still I had agree. Kerbals in the game. I agree, I agree. I mean, that's they probably just... could have had Kerbals in the key art yeah. without having the key art be nothing but huge Kerbal faces. Yeah, just yep. those three green guys in astronaut suits does not show you anything about Right, it called. doesn't tell you what that experience you, is. It you know what, you you know what actually would have been great was is the piece of artwork that shows up, I think, in loading screens in the game maybe where – you, uh, which apparently was a fan-created piece of artwork that the developers have now kind of adopted with oh, the permission insane, of that fan. Like, yeah, Kubrick, where it has the three like, the yeah. three um, Kerbals, it's painted, but you they're in, clearly the implication is they're in a capsule that is like hurtling into space or back to Earth or something, and you see kind of reflected in their visors the glare of like the heat from the heat, like from the heat shield as they're entering the atmosphere or whatever it is. It's like a very classical image uh like from depictions of space travel where you know the astronauts are just like back like pushed back in their seats and it's totally intense but they still look like kerbals and i feel like that image is way more um alluring than than just the the, the three cartoon guys kind of rendered from the yeah. from the thing like there probably could have been ways to spin that in a way that still communicates the larger interesting thing about the game but the reason i think those that character design were ultimately works in the game itself is that it's for it's um along a it's a similar thing to what I was talking about last week or the week before about how the honesty and the fidelity of the simulation is equally rigorous to, regardless of whether you're playing the game like a total weirdo or really earnestly you know like whether you have just the goofy Jake rocket with like 42 little boosters that spins around or whether you're faithfully recruit like you know, reconstructing the Gemini program or whatever, like the game treats them equally well. And I feel like having the really, the, the really legitimate, um, system simulation paired with the kind of slightly goofy characters, I feel like is a good way of splitting that difference Mm -hmm. and acknowledging the realities of both sides of what you can do in this game. Um, and it, it works for me in yeah. the actual game itself. No, I know. I mean, even though I don't I think, think it, it's outwardly sold yeah. properly. I think if it was just like an official NASA game, it just wouldn't have the same. Yeah, for sure. Like, eh. Yeah, it would be t- you'd, 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 I would actually be turned off for in a different way. In a different way. Yeah, you'd almost feel like you're yeah. supposed to be recreating right. specific things yeah. rather than like taking it on for your own. You also yeah. probably feel safer experimenting with the lives of Kerbals than you would right. if they were actually yeah. humanoids. If they were humans. Yeah. 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 Although, man, I get pretty attached to those guys. I feel really bad when you have to just strand them in space or, or whatever. They're adorable. They're little cute guys. <laughs> They're scientists. <laughs> They're fucking astronauts. They've spent 15 years in school. Yeah. Well, I'm, I want to protect them. They're adorable. They're adorable. Oh, look at you. He's uh, like, I'm a doctor. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> Touch me again. I'll have you. Dr. Kerbal to you. Out. We're not all named Kerbal, you know. I think they are. I think they're oh. all called Kerbal. Oh. <laughs> I think their last name is Kerbin or something. Like, they all have the same surname, I think. It's weird. 
Yeah, it's pretty weird. It alludes to a strange backstory of yeah, It's pretty, like yeah, Sweden, it or what, not Sweden. What is it? It's Iceland. How like everybody? <laughs> and to our Icelandic listeners, saying, yeah, Fuck yeah, you. yeah. No, I was reading about this. <laughs> recently. All Kerbals to Chris. No, I think it was Patrick Klepek who was talking about this. There's like an app. Oh, he's a real. Well, he's going oh, there he's for the there. Eve yeah, yeah. thing. Sorry, but he was Patrick, saying there's like a kidding. like a a, a, a <laughs> mobile phone stuff. app you can get in Iceland that will like. Look up genealogy so you mm. can it, with of someone you're about to have sex with, so you can make sure that you're not Jesus. related. Because the population is so small that it's there's just a lot more genealogical overlap God. than in like the United States or something, or or most European countries. <laughs> anyway, this is also coming to Kerbal Space Program. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong about this, but I. <laughs> Blame blame Patrick Klepek. Blame Giant Bomb. Gosh, it'd yeah. be so good if they did an expansion pack that was just Settlers of Mars. Oh man, you so populate, they, and then you go mm. up there and you come back and you left your three Kerbals there, and there's just a fourth baby Kerbal when you get back. <laughs> oh, like, what no. happened? And they're like ah! <laughs> shrugging in their Mars garden. <laughs> yeah, growing their cabbages. Peter Peter Mars garden. <laughs> I quit. Auto thumbs forever. Okay, it's been excellent. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Video games. Wait, well, we're actually done. No, so. why not? I don't know. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 Thanks for listening. I was driving. Okay, fuck it. I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you the story because it's not really like a performance piece. Yeah. Except there's a musical accompaniment. Because mm. I was driving with Jake. Um from telltale and we're mm-hmm. for some reason we're on the golden gate bridge which made it almost more perfect but uh oh yeah it made it just yeah, it was choice. Little, yeah so we're driving and we're literally getting on the bridge and um i'm listening to pandora which is just all i listen to on the commute and uh, i think the station was like broken bells or somebody but the song from little miss sunshine played and then we realized on the three miles that is the or whatever the two point whatever miles that is the Golden Gate Bridge mm-hmm. that you can just ad lib any Kickstarter video to this song. It's incredible. What? Hold on, this is the most amazing thing. It's so fun. Basically, you have a party, like get some beer <laughs> and just play this song, and everybody can just riff as close as like. I don't even have you an can idea just, right you now. You can just watch. You can live it up in San Francisco as just insufferable yeah. fucking hipster nerd. Awful God, so bullshit. Hi guys. So we were sitting around one day recording our podcast and we started thinking to ourselves, wouldn't it be great if there was just a musical track that whenever you talked to it, it felt like you were going to do something special? <laughs> and we didn't set out to change the world. But what we realized is, as soon as those pianos come in and you feel that thing inside you really start to well up, <laughs> You could do anything.